0: listening to The Private Citizen, a podcast for critical thinkers. This is episode 120 for Saturday, the 25th of June 2022. Driver disenfranchisement in the EU. Hello, everybody. My name is Fab. I'm your host coming to you on tape from the wonderful city of Düsseldorf in Germany. How are you doing? Uh, it's, it's, it's been a while. Um, on this episode, we're going to talk about uh, more laws from the EU regarding cars. And uh, it's something that I think a lot of people don't know, even though it affects pretty much anybody who uh, is going to buy a car in the future. And uh, it's very interesting. It's in vain of what I talked about on episode 53. That episode was entitled uh, Clippy in your car. And that was about uh, the e system. And we're going to talk about something along those lines today. Um, having thought that, having already mentioned another episode, you can go to privatecitizen.press to get the show notes for this episode. Um, you know, with all the stuff I talk about. And yeah, with that, let's let's get into the show. Uh, cheers. I'm having a beer here Saturday afternoon um when when i'm recording this yeah it, it's been a while um before i get into um the actual show I, sh- I should probably explain um what has happened i mean i've i've talked about this before i've had a lot of work recently um but there's also been some other stuff there's been some you know some private stuff uh, you know in, in my private life that's come up um, among other things um my grandmother who was 100 years old Recently died, and you know there's a lot of stuff connected with when something like that happens. um, You know that needs to be organized. Of course, I've um, you know in the immediate aftermath, even if I had been able from my time to record a podcast, I would have probably would have wanted to. um, I I loved my grandmother very much, so I you know I really miss her. And, uh, but you know, that's, um, that's, that's just one of the things. I just also had a lot of things to do. I'm planning quite a lot of trips, um, in the near future. And, uh, I just had a lot of work, uh, that I took on previously and I had to move deadlines, um, to earlier. And so I had to lot do a lot of things like in less time than I n- normally do. So I was just very busy. So um, please ex- accept my uh, sincere apologies for not, you know, releasing episodes, um, especially not the one episode a week I kind of promised. Um, I still have that goal. Um, the immediate plan is that I'll release this episode, and if everything goes according to plan, I can release. I will be able to release another one, um, and then I'll be uh, away, on and busy, and not able to do podcasts till the beginning or about the middle of August. And from then on, I'll be back. I'll try to get back to weekly releases and I'll have to do a lot more than that because I'll have to make up for all the episodes I missed. And that is still the plan. So thanks for everybody who's been understanding of this. You know, I posted on the forum about this. People have been very understanding. And, you know, everybody who's still supporting the show, even though I haven't released episodes, I uh, thank you very much. Um, I intend to keep my promise and get back to regular releases, you know, make up. Uh, for the stuff I've missed, it's just not been been possible uh recently um but you know that's sometimes sometimes that's how it goes. I was just you know I had some other commitments that I had to fulfill um you know basically jobs I had to do that I've, i took on earlier, and you know had to make a little bit of money um so I can you know can continue to pay the bills and that was just for a while that was a it's not like that I didn't plan to release podcast episodes but like I have like you know basically a to-do list and like the podcast just moves to the bank when I can make a lot more money by doing other things sometimes and that's just the way the way it went um I mean there are many people supporting the show but it's still not you know uh, on on the level what I the, the amount of money I could make with doing something else so sometimes that just has to take precedence but anyway um that's enough behind the scenes stuff so there should be another episode Um, And then you won't hear from me me till the middle of August. Um, If there is no other episodes, uh, then, you know, something came up uh, in the limited amount of time I still have till I have to leave for one of those trips. And um, yeah, then you'll hear from me in August, uh, definitely. Um, Yeah, so um, with that, let's get into the actual uh, topic of the show here. (laughs) So, uh, what are we, what, what, what are we talking about today? So, um, maybe to qu- quickly recap, I talked about in episode, uh, 53, um, this was, uh, on the, on, on the 27th of January of last year, um, about a system called eCall. If you haven't listened to that episode, uh, links in the show notes, private system, or press. Um, of course there are all episodes listed on there as well. That episode was called Clippy in your car, um, might be worth listening to that, um, you know, before this or, you know, just to catch up on it, maybe, you know, just 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 a a suggestion. But if you don't do that or if you need a refresher or whatever, uh, basically e-call is a system that was mandated um, in the EU in, I think, um, to be included in all new cars from 2018, um, where there is a microphone in your car and like a button and a microphone. And a data modem, a cellular data modem, and you know, if you uh, if you push that button, you can call like an uh, you know you can you can call like an so if you send out an so you basically call out like a per default um, you call like the European um, emergency like you know fire brigade uh, rescue number basically. Um, but with some cars, it also goes to the manufacturer, and that that has different problems. But without going into that, basically, you, you call like the fire brigade, right? That you had an accident, um, and it also is supposed to just activate automatically when you have a crash and when the airbags deploy and stuff like that. Um, now there are several issues with that that I go into the show the, the, in the show uh, specifically that you have an internet connected microphone in your car, um, which is inherently hackable. Um, especially for, you know, if you assume resources of intelligence services, um, they could hack these probably en masse if they want to and then spy on everybody, you know, the stuff people talk about while they're in their car. And there's actually since since I talked about this first, there's been a development where like lawyers that know, like defense lawyers that know about this kind of thing and they're technically savvy actually telling their clients that they shouldn't have confidential talks in in, in cars equipped with this system, um, which I guess is reasonable. But, you know, I go into that episode um, into a theme that I'm going to develop further in this episode, which is basically this um, underlying assumption of EU politicians that the people who vote for them are basically not adults and have to be coddled and protected from themselves. And they they introduced this e-call system because um, they think too many people die on the road, even though that number's been going down incredibly over the last decades. Uh, but they still think too many people are dying. And, you know, we need, now we need systems to prevent that. And, you know, I go into the episode where that's stupid, especially if you like a system like e-call, if you live... Um, in a country like Germany, because it, there's nearly no unobserved traffic accidents here. And since then, I've actually talked to people, uh, especially, one know what they're talking about there, especially people who work uh, for car insurance companies will have these kind of numbers, and it's, 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 it's exceedingly rare. So the the the, the fatal, um, like the accidents that are not fatal, that are fatal because somebody's injured and they do not get discovered and no rescue uh you know, paramedics or whatever, get to them in time, like is that number is like incredibly small. So it's not going to make a dent in, in this statistic pretty much that the EU wants to change. Um, so maybe because of that uh, or because of other things, um, well, I'll get into that. They now decided that there um, has, have to be, they legislated that there have to be two more systems um, in cars, and I'm going to talk about these. Uh, just to start out, um, they have to be so if, if you design a new car and put it on the European market, um, and you design that car after the 6th of July of this year, then these systems have to be in there. Um, then on the 7th of July of, of 2024, uh, it, it ramps up a notch, and from that time, a- any new car that is sold in the EU will have to have the system or we'll not be able to, you know, be sold. Um, or these systems. So let's talk about what these systems are. The first one's pretty much straightforward. Um, it's a black box. It's, uh, you know, comparable to the ones used in commercial airliners. Um, it's basically tied into all the sensors and systems in the car. So, you know, speed sensor, acceleration, attitude sensors, sensors. Um, status of the all the safety systems you know what what like the 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 braking automatic braking controls the uh, anti-locking system like that kind of stuff all the like have the airbags been deployed all of this kind of stuff um and um it just continuously records that right and it, it records over itself um just, just continuously records that data now if you have a crash um like the last i don't know uh several minutes before the crash and after the crash get saved um, into this black box. And then the idea is that, you know, mostly uh, officials from the government, like, you know, the police and people like that can can get access to this data and then use it to um, clear up anything, you know, about this accident, you know, basically get data about an accident that happened. Um, but also to, I guess, charge people, right? If they were negligent or whatever, made a mistake, um, and then you can just use this data um, to to charge them as well. Um, I'm not. I think so. That if you go that far, I think it's kind of reasonable. Um, it's reasonable that if there's a crash, I think personally, the police gets data about how that crash happened um but we already have the issue that this not only you know people from the um from the police um can get to this data but also the manufacturer of the car um can get this data and 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 it will be shared with them i guess um under the um i mean the the reason they say why the say data is shared with the with the manufacturer is to make the car safe, more safe, right? Is there something that happened with the car um, where something, like, failed and that's why the car crashed? I think that is also somewhat reasonable. You know, that's the goal you want to have. You want to make cars safer. But there's also a lot of other data that the manufacturers get with this, right? I mean, presumably most of these crashes will not be the result of a failure in the car, but of a, a problem, like, with the driver or whatever, right? And that is all data that car manufacturers will get. And that's something I think people need to be aware of. Um, but I think the biggest th- problem is simply that this opens the door the door to all kinds of other companies getting this data, right? One could think of insurance companies, uh, maybe banks that finance car loans, right? Maybe if you crash your car, then that impacts your and it's your fault, it impacts like your credit score. Um, you know, it, companies might uh, insurance companies might give rebates to people if they allow access of this data. Yeah, you know, when they make the contract, and then um, you know, if they crash their car and it's their fault the premiums will be raised, or you know, you can you can think about stuff like that. And it's like really not needed, right? I think, and I mean, my biggest issue with the black boxes, I think that's absolutely not a system that that's needed, um, because we're not talking about planes, right? If you have plane crashes, um, a lot of the time, you actually need a black box to figure out what has happened, right? Um, a lot of the times, you can't really see from the outside what happened to this plane. It's not like a car where there's like you know other traffic, there's witnesses, there's like skid marks on the road. But generally, the police has a good idea what happened. Um, You know, generally there are no. I I don't know where you live, but like in Germany, there are not many mysterious car crashes. Where like, why did this car crash? Like, this guy was going too fast. Like he was this this guy was uh, you know was not uh, giving the other guy right of way even though he should have. Like you know this guy was drunk, whatever. Um, usually you pretty much know what happened also plane crash something very different you know you have a plane like 200 people die um it's um you know pilots i mean this doesn't have a voice recorder right like a black box in a plane but like that that you could that's also privacy issue you could say but then privates are like professional people right they're not like private people who just bought a plane and for flying around we're talking commercial airline pilot um and it's just a completely different setup. I just don't think this system is, is really needed. I don't think it, it will prevent many accidents but it or any accidents, really. It will just give data to companies. And, you know, in the in the vein of, of Datensparsamkeit, which is actually a tag I haven't put on this episode, I think. No, I haven't. So I should do that. We haven't talked about that in a long time. Datensparsamkeit. So the show notes have tags so you can... You know, list episodes by topics, and Datensparsamkeit is a German word, neologism that means you know, uh, be conservative about your data, right? Don't, don't you know, don't collect data, don't 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 give people data if you don't really have to. If there's no good reason for it, and I think this is like one of these issues. Um, just there's if there's no good reason, and it's just like you know make the police's job a bit easier or whatever, or like give the manufacturers data. Um, then I'm I'm you know in default against this. Although I don't think the black box is the you know the that bad of those two systems. The next one is worse, I think much worse. This is really bad. So the second system that the EU mandated is the so called ISA, the intelligence speed assistant. And this is the thing, as I said, this will be in all new cars basically going forward. And it's um, a software system that is connected to much of the same sensors as the black box, um, but also stuff like, you know, the GPS, uh, GPS data from the navigation system and maps. And also, um, I guess all cars now will have sensors that can like read traffic signs because what ISA is supposed to do is... If the driver of a car goes over the speed limit on on the road he's currently on, it is supposed to alert the driver. Um, the way in which it alerts the driver differs radically from each car manufacturer. Um, there are some cars where it just there, there'll be like an ac- acoustic warning, you know, a ping. Um, you know, ping, you're driving over the speed limit. Um, there's some cars where on where like voice even being like in an, uh, uh, in an Airbus, you know, like retard, retard, retard. Um, uh, you know, you're, you're going over the speed limit. Um, there'll be, there's force feedback in some cars, you know, the steering wheel uh, vibrates or like the, ga- you know, the accelerator pedal vibrates. But there are some cars where, or some manufacturers that that they want to make it in a way where like your car automatically slows down or even if you're going way too fast, kills the engine. Um, and so you'd, or if it slows down, you'd have to like, as a driver, you'd have to put the pedal and the acceleration pedal down further to keep the same speed, uh, which of course all new cars are kind of fly by wire. So they can obviously just do that. Um, the only thing ISA can't do is engage the brakes um, because I guess even you uh, realize that that would be too dangerous. Um, yeah um and i see several issues with this um much more issues than with the black box although they are both i think outgrowth of the same disease which i will get into at the end here of this you know when i'm when i've explained to you all the other stuff but like what i think i think i, th- I see three main issues um so the first one is basically the, the, the main thing that the other system also does. I guess I'm going to get into this right now. Um haven't read my own show notes before I did the show. I did, but like, I forgot about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, so, so one issue, and I've, to me, even the biggest issue is just like a general um, uh, way of thinking, like it's an attitude issue. This system basically treats drivers like kids, right? not like responsible adults. Um, people who drive a car have to be responsible adults and only have to, have they, do they need to be adult, you know, in the EU? They also need a driver's license. They need to pass a test um, where they get taught about speed limits. Um, and so enforcing this is, you know, just, yeah, it's that's why i named the episode this i think it's disenfranchising um the driver it's like patronizing um right if you if you if i i'm old school i guess i buy a car which is a tool to me it's a thing i buy and then the government says to use it responsibly you need to pass a test and i'm like okay i'll pass the test And uh, now I'm a, you know, now I'm certified, I can, I can use this mechanism, this, I can use this tool. Um, and then the car tells me, well, you're driving over the speed limit. You know, I, yes, I damn well will because I am, I am the person here, right? I am, I am the, the person who decides you're a fucking thing that I bought, you know, um, I'm a writer. I write with a pen. I, I'm not letting the pen tell me, oh, you can't write this word. That's a naughty word. I am in charge here. <laughs> you know, it's pretty easy. I bought the fucking car. It's my fucking car. I'm going to decide within reasonable th- limits, of course. You know, there are lots of laws and regulations and shit that like what I can do with my car and what I can't without. There's already maybe too much regulations about that, especially in Germany. But like now it's like the car's going to tell me, oh, you're driving too fast. Um, yeah, I, I object to that, uh, very, very strongly. Um, you know, then there's the second issue that is, that is also very obvious that is just, you know, the car is a car. It's a software system. It could be wrong. Right. And these things are wrong quite often. It's not, it's not a, it's not a, you know, really not a question that they could be wrong. They are wrong. You only have to like ride in a modern car Um, that doesn't have any of these systems, but lots of like modern cars have uh, traffic sign detection. And these things, you know, regularly fail to work correctly, right? There's some examples with current models that they can't do. Like in Germany, you have this thing where um, you have a speed limit. Let's say you're outside of. an urban area you're like in in the country riding driving down a country road and there's a speed limit and you know usually on the high on the motorway whatever we have signs that say now the speed limit is over you know let's say let's you know the the regular speed limit on a country road in germany is is always 100 kilometers per hour You, you, you can't drive faster than that let's say there's 80 kilometers now for a while um Often these won't have a sign that says "Well, you can now drive 100 again," because I don't even. Having said, I passed the driver's license test. You know, I got a driver's license, passed the test. It's been a long while ago. I don't even know how long there are, um, but you learn that in driving school, right? There's like a uh, there has to be like a sign every I don't know. Kilometer or whatever, uh, and then then like technically, like if you don't have a sign anymore. Uh, for that long they're not um, valid anymore and you can you can then drive 100 again the reason is why I don't know that because that actually really never happens but what happens a lot in, in Germany is if you have an intersection after the intersection the speed limit is not there anymore like there has to be new sign because you know somebody could merge in on the intersection intersection and then you know if that stretch of the road is 80 there has to be new sign to tell them you're now entering a road that has a speed limit of 80 you can't go 100 anymore um and so if after an intersection there is no new 80 sign i can go 100 now again these algorithms that are just like basic pattern recognition of the sign the car's not smart enough to realize this um there are other things where there's signs in Germany where like the speed limit's only valid for a certain amount of time you know between you know uh let's say uh ten o'clock at night and six in the morning right there's a speed limit here basically to not disturb people are sleeping um so they usually can't deal with that guy I mean that's a pattern recognition thing you could actually probably work that out at some point, but like lots of these things or all I've seen can't do that yet, so these things are wrong, right. Um, they're wrong in a lot of times and if they actually, you know, if they just beep then it's just annoying because like, uh, oh, you have to go on a eighty and I'm going like, No, uh, I don't because you're a dumb car, you, you didn't understand this one rule, right? Uh but I'm a human being and I understand that. So that that's one thing. You know, if the car's wrong. But we're not even talking about um if if this gets attacked, right? If this um the biggest danger I think here is somebody could be messing with these algorithms and we know uh you know I just linked one story in the show notes uh, which is from 2019 i guess but i mean i think there was a paper in 2016 about this basically you know you put a sticker certain sticker on a traffic sign and then the, this is mostly like most of these attacks came out in connection with self-driving cars but these systems have the same problem right and it's like for a human, human just sees the sticker and ignores it and says, "Yeah, it's a 120 speed sign," but you know, 120 kilometers per hour. But the car, because of the way the machine learning algorithm was trained, suddenly thinks it's a stop sign. And it's even worse with you know auton- autonomous vehicles because the vehicle actually stop then. But you know, here you could do s- s- other attacks where like road signs that aren't speed limits, the car suddenly thinks there's a speed limit. And yeah, and it's annoying if the car just beeps, but if it actually, you know, turns your engine off because you're going 100, because you're allowed to go 120, and the car suddenly thinks, oh, no, a speed limit of 30 here. And because it's not intelligent, like a human being, even if a human being had that input, you're like, I'm on a motorway. There isn't, you know, there's no way the motorway can be like there can be speed limit of 30 that just doesn't happen it doesn't exist but the car doesn't know right and yes they're supposed to be um these systems are supposed to have like authenticated maps and shit like that where they're like authoritative where there's like speed limits on the maps but those are also often wrong um you know uh I mean, they mostly fail in the other direction, I guess. You know, when stats are like a road works and there's actually a lower speed limit and the car doesn't know about it, of course. But like sometimes it's like the maps are wrong because there's just a huge amount of data. Like the roads in Germany alone to have all the speed limits on there and keep them up to date <laughs> is like probably a full-time job. Um, so the, all of this will be wrong. It can be attacked. It's just not a technically... Um, very dependable solution, I think. Um, and it's obvious. It's like it's surprising to me that nobody... Maybe they did bring it up in the in the process of coming up with this law, but apparently uh, those people weren't listened to or nobody brought it up. Um, I don't know. And like the, the third issue that is an issue that, I don't know, it's probably not as important as the first two, but still an issue. Mandating this kind of thing means in the future, you will not be able to buy a car that doesn't have these systems, right? Um, I mean, not even the, the warning, the ISA, but like, so that means every car now will have to have like a sat-nav and, and every car will have to have like an image recognition to recognize road signs. What if I don't want to have that in my car? Right? What, what if that, I think that makes my car too expensive or whatever? Um, I mean, it's, it might sound like a silly reason, but it's like, um it's not like w- when you mandate seat belts, right? And then like, okay, every car has to have a seatbelt, and now every car comes with a seatbelt. No, this mandates all this kind of not only that one system, but also like all the like all the electronics. This basically means you can't have um you know the, you can't have a car that doesn't have uh, drive by wire, for example. What if you don't like drive by wire what if you actually want a car that has mechanical um uh you know controls um, I can't possibly the only be the only one that that finds that preferable in some situation like this is all stuff that you know where they just went, oh yeah we don't care about that like this will be mandated of course the um I think the automotive industry is, is all in with this because, you know, they it's all this more, more, very, um, all this technology, like this very complicated technology that is now in all cars, right? That will break, that will need to be repaired. It's a reason to, you know, jack up the prices because there's all this technology in cars now. It has to be in there. The EU said it has to be in there. Um, but to me, the, the, the most important issue is just like, EU politicians treating their voters as, like, kids, right? So basically what this law says is, like, the EU, the, the people make laws in the EU do not trust the people who vote for them to safely operate a car, right? They, they think we need to put a system in every car to remind the driver that he's driving on the speed limit because these people are either... either there must be enough people out there who are either too dumb or too reckless, even though all of them had to, had to pass a test, right? That they're either too dumb or too reckless to recognize what the uh, speed limit is and to, um, you know, abide by it. Um, and it's like it's it's really weird because i mean this this will not also not fulfill that goal of reducing traffic accidents because the people who actually drive way too fast and don't give a shit about speed limits they don't give a shit about this either they don't give a shit if their steering wheel vibrates and if it annoys them too much they'll just get it turned off you know they go to the guy that do the chip tuning for the engine and go like can you can you disable this can you snip that one cable that makes my steering wheel vibrate um, you know, the, the, the tighter it'll be integrated, the harder this will be, but still like those people don't care. Um, you know, going over the speed limit and that causing accidents is not like a one to one thing, right? It's a, it's a difference if you're going, if there's a speed limit of 30 in an urban area with like a kindergarten and school and you're going 50 or like I live in this side road, right? Um, there's no reason to go into the road where I live, which is tempo th- a speed limit of 30, by the way. Uh, tempo 30 zone, as we call it in German. Um, there's no reason to go in there unless you want to visit somebody or, you know, go to where you live or, you, like, park your car because you want to go to a business close by. And there's, there's, there's speed limit 30. There's people bombing through this, like, tiny road where there's kids playing everywhere, Um with like sixty kilometers per hour, like that is really dangerous, right? If there's a school nearby, there's kids nearby. Like there's a reason as that th- speed limit thirty, and and going over that even by ten kilometers an hour, or whatever, can be really dangerous because if a kid runs in in into the road, Um, those ten kilometers per hour are like in eternity. Like in in braking time, that's an eternity. That might just you know kill the kid. Um, and, and then there's like there's like you're in the middle of Brandenburg where there, there, nobody lives there anymore anyway you're on a country road that is very well developed um, uh, but you're like it's like four o'clock at night and there's literally not a car in a 20 kilometer radius there's nobody there and you know that because you live there right there's, there's no nobody there nobody will ever be there and there's a speed limit of 100 100 and you're going 150 on a straight road. Like that's not dangerous. Right. The worst thing that could happen to you there is like a, a deer runs in front of you and you just mow down the fucking deer and like damage your car. But like nobody will die. Right. Um, and there you're going like 50, fifty fifty kilometers over the speed limit. Whereas like in the, in an urban area, like five or 10 kilometers actually may be like a life and death. Um, a difference right there. But, like, the system doesn't take that into account. Just like the police, generally, if they, you know, if they catch you for speeding, it's not about the situation you were in, or if it was dangerous, of course, because it's the law. It's just about, like, you know, uh, punishing you. So, you know, you you understand that you shouldn't be doing this. Um, but, like, this is basically your car punishing, right? I mean, it's not, like, if it just beeps, it's just annoying. But, not, like, the system is just not. It's not... Realist, like it doesn't have to do anything with reality it's just in in enforcing um uh this rule right and i mean it might sound stupid but there's a lot a lot of people that are going like i i travel a lot by car and by motorbike and i'm on highways i'm on country roads i'm everywhere i'm in the city um and i see a lot of drivers i see a lot of accidents i see a lot of nearby accidents um I uh, once or twice uh, was nearly killed on the motorbike um, by other people. and um, you know, generally it's n- I mean there are some people who drive too fast and they're driving recklessly and they're dangerous, yes. But like generally the, the the situations I see is people who are either not paying attention because they're still asleep because it's the morning they're going to work. Um, they are like on their mobile phone. Um, they are fighting with somebody in the car. They're distracted for some other reasons, um, and people are f- insecure, right? They don't. They're, they're afraid merging on, onto a motorway, or they're they're in a traffic situation that they've never been in before, and and they're they're scared, and they're doing things that other people don't expect them to do, and you know that's an issue. But generally, you know, the, the, the guy in his fucking Audi who's just an asshole who's going, like, a 250 uh, on the left lane on the, on the highway. Um, like, in lots of cases, they actually know what they're doing. They're actually paying attention to the traffic because they know, like, if somebody pulls out in front of them, it's going to be very dangerous for them and they're going to crash their precious car. They don't want to do that. It doesn't mean it, it's not dangerous, and it doesn't mean it causes accident as I say there's actually a car just bombed by with like doing at least fifty in a road where there's thirty like with like literally I can see the kids across the road looking out of my window this car just c- goes by like immediately like the stuff like that's dangerous um i I do recognize that but you know it's like nuances It's what I'm trying to say it's a human thing and it's like Yes, there are people who are driving recklessly. There are people who are behaving like assholes in life generally. But I don't think the majority of people are doing that. And that's why traffic works, right? That's just why it's not like thousands of people dying each day on the roads in Germany. <laughs> you know, not as many as die from heart disease. Uh, but, um, you know, it's um, it's like it's a human... I think that's this one of my main points. Is like the human should be in charge. It shouldn't be like a dumb system. Like a dumb AI system. Like some fucking JavaScript cobbled together by some idiot that runs like on a Raspberry Pi, basically, that's stuck somewhere in your car, that does some like some really shitty oh AI, <laughs> you know, some some code. Somebody wrote where their manager was like, We need to get this to work. Mm, I don't really let's hack this together. And then it fucking ends up in the car, and then your fucking car beeps because it thinks you're going over the speed limit, right? And that's just like the that's just like my reasonable like argument approach to this. Like the other, like my emotional approach is like, I bought that car, I got a fucking driver's license, I'm in charge, you know, not the fucking car. And like that EU politician who decided. The car should be in charge of this. The car should decide this based on some shitty code uh, instead of a human being who passed the test. Yes, there are assholes, but, you know, there are assholes everywhere. You can't... With these systems, you can't, you can't get rid of the assholes. You can never get rid of the assholes. There's assholes everywhere. There's irresponsible people. Um, right? If you want to get rid of that, like have more more strict traffic laws, right? Somebody gets caught doing something really, really responsible, like take their fucking driver's license away forever or whatever, you know, or for a long time. Um, it's just there's sometimes incredible. like one, one of the one of the examples would be um I talked about Drachenlord before in the show, it's a German YouTuber who like uh, basically sold his house and bought a car and he was like YouTubing from the fucking highway and he's doing like once well, on a motorway and he's doing like fucking road rage and driving completely against the traffic laws which you could see he was just filming his face but only from that you could see which lane which lane he was in like how other people how he cut other people off and stuff like that and that was like on the on fucking youtube and it took months for them to talk t- took his driver's license away and i think they took it away for another reason right there's more m- more like that where people are just obviously just like flaunting <laughs> flaunting authority and doing crazy things and there's just nothing happening to them um but no now it's, it's it's easier to just mandate you know to treat your voters like fucking Kindergarten kids and go like, oh well, you can't behave. Everybody's driving too fast. So now we're putting something in everybody's car, you know, that will stop you driving too fast because you're not you're just not responsible. This This is this is I mean, I thought the the e-call thing was dumb, like this is even dumb. I mean, this is not so much of a of a privacy issue. I mean, I guess the black box is a little bit, but that's not even that bad. But like this approach right this um, it's the e-call it's it's the same problem like even if you think that system is reasonable going that has to be in every car why can't I decide right why can't I go okay so you know if I buy a car I can put that in there that can be like an optional feature or like maybe some car manufacturers built that in all of their cars but why does there have to be a law like Can not I decide I don't want a silly SOS button in my car because I live in Germany and the probability that I have a car crash where there's no witnesses and nobody immediately calls the police and the emergency services is probably lower than getting struck by lightning and dying. And I'm not even making this up. Like it is minuscule. Um, like the, 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 the German TV did actually did a, um, a docu- documentary, which I watched about e like it's a little segment, right? Like the public broadcaster. And they actually found the one guy, well, didn't find the guy, but they had one example that I talked about. where some guy in the middle of nowhere in Bavaria ran off the road and basically crashed in a way that he ran this guy in a ditch that you couldn't see from the road. And then people wouldn't actually have seen the crash. Right, and I mean yes, there are people who just like in the middle of the night in Brandenburg, just like, like they're drunk, they're going home from a party, they just they're just we are off the road and hit a tree, and just because there's nobody there, you know, nobody will fucking find them for an hour. But generally, those people are dead on the spot because you know they're going 120, they're going right into a tree. Um, you know, the amount of people in Germany have they have died because they were in a non fatal car crash, and then died of their wounds. Um, because nobody informed the emergency services it's just, it's just minuscule. Um, and it's just like, why can't I decide? Why can't I go like, you know, I think it's more important that I don't have an internet connected microphone in my car that I can't turn off. I think that's more important than, you know, this, you know, I live in a fucking city. If I have a car crash, everybody's going to see it. And it's like the emergency services are going to be there in a, in a, in a snap. Um, you know, they're probably before the guy picks up the e-call thing where my car goes and like calls the manufacturer's hotline or whatever. Like the emergency service will be there probably before that call gets even connected. Um, It's just like, it's so dumb. And it's like, to me, it feels like um, um, it's not so much about it like, about like achieving that goal that that is supposed to achieve, you know, getting getting it to a point where even less people die on the road. It's more like it's about establishing control over people. And I don't mean that in a conspiracy theory way. I don't think there's a conspiracy. I think it's um it's just people's it's like politicians' attitudes. That's like the attitude of politicians in the U with everything. With like climate politics, with with gender politics with everything, with, like, fucking, um, you know, uh, you know, the war in Ukraine. It's, It's we don't trust you to make up your own mind and to decide like an adult human being. We need to protect you from yourself. You know, there's so much misinformation out there in the case of, you know, Ukraine or whatever, or climate science. We don't trust you to do the right thing. We need to legislate things that make you do the right thing. And I've always been, um, I've always objected to that. I mean, one one reason is that I love my freedom, right? <laughs> and I'm a very independent-minded person, and I hate um government's doing that to people. But on the other hand, because it obviously doesn't work, governments, and especially has been doing this for decades, and it never fucking works because it's people that will be unreasonable will be unreasonable, right? And you never get like – it's like um, you never get the real bad people, right? The people that don't care, the people that are criminals or whatever. It's like like people who think that outlawing guns – Uh, will make criminals not have guns they're criminals they don't care that the law says you can't have a gun they're criminals which means they don't care what the law says by definition and this is like one of those things um somebody who doesn't care about the speed limit will not stop speeding just because his car goes oh you're driving over the speed limit and for everybody else it's just a fucking nuisance and it doesn't work and it might actually in cases be dangerous Right where somebody hacks, you know, just like some puts funky stickers everywhere, and then you're driving 150, and suddenly the engine in your car goes off, and you know you might be in a difficult situation. At least they recognize that they can't engage the brakes. I mean, that that would be like that. That would oh my god, that would probably kill. I mean, that would kill people. I would kill more people, much many more people than the system's supposed to save. You know, um, and the statistic would probably go up. But like this attitude like where, where does the, where's this where's this attitude come from and how can you be a politician you know who's who's um they always say they're democratically minded and you know oh yeah the voters and the voters like if you do not trust your voters to even drive a car and to make decisions about that like how can they make decisions about you know politics and democracy like you shouldn't be if you think people are that dumb then i don't know i i can't understand how you can be um a member of like a democratic system you know and and being being a politician being being like you know people legitimized me by voting for me and now i i'm in charge like if you think people are that dumb and that irresponsible then that whole system would be null and void right if you can't trust your voters to drive, if you don't think they're adults, you don't trust them to drive a car, how can you trust them to make political decisions? And I think that's the next thing, right? That's the whole, we need to decide for you. Um, there's too much fake news out there and you're obviously not intelligent enough to take the, t- tell the fake news from the real news. So we're going to delete all, everything that we think is fake off the internet. Like that's the same. It's just, it's a symptom of the same, like brain fungus. That they apparently all have in Brussels, and it fucking drives me insane. Anyway, that's all I have about this topic, and uh, yeah, I'm. This just renewed my um, my strong convictions to not buy any cars that were built like after 2015 or whatever. I don't want any part of this shit. I'm buying a new, nice, not a new, like a nice older car if I ever have to buy a car with a nice you know manual transmission when that engine i can repair that doesn't have fucking we don't need to have like some special software tool that only the the like the authorized dealer has so they can rip you off with the repair like fuck all that fuck all that there's enough old there's enough old cars out there for like generations generations of people right when we think in europe Oh, this car is, is, is destroyed. I'm going to buy a new car. I don't want this old car anymore. Like, they put their, they put that car on a truck, get it to, like, Bulgaria, and then they drive that for, like, 20 more years. And then they just put it on a truck and drive it to Africa, and they fix it again, and then they drive that for 20 more years, right? So I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to drive those cars. Um, because fuck them. Fuck this shit. That's all I have to say about this. <laughs> let's get to some feedback um i ha- we had some feedback on the forum from necros who's from russia uh, in response to episode 118 where i talked about nfts and why i think they're dumb and of course to get into that and to explain why i think they're dumb i had to explain or talk a little bit about copyright and uh, necros says looks like a separate copyright lickbass episode is also needed um, and we also learned what Licpaz was um, in a in another post from him. But before we get into that, he also said um, some things you have said while discussing the place of the co- of copyright in the digital world reminded me of a phrase I ho- once heard, and I feel the need to share it with the TPC community. The phrase was by Zaka Zach May. A Soviet-Russian-Ukrainian rock music performer, he was born in Kharkiv back when Ukraine was Soviet, emigrated to the US during the fall of the USSR and remained a noticeable figure in, in the Russian rock music scene. An engineer by education who put up one of the first websites in Russian back when the web was young. He was once asked in an interview why he put up all this music on his website to be downloaded for free and whether he believed in copyright, paying for digital downloads and such. His answer was, as close as I can remember and translate. You see, creating a copy of a file with a song requires basically no expenses. Charging money for it is just is thus a violation of the laws of conservation, which is much more problematic than any of the rights copyright stuff. <laughs> I think the laws of conserv- isn't that like the laws of thermodynamics? Is that the? I'm gonna have to look this up now laws of conservation of energy, I think that's, you know, um, in physics and chemistry, the law of conservation of energy states that the total energy of an isolated system remains constant. It is said to be conserved over time. Okay. So apparently this is not the, this is not connected to the laws of thermodynamics. I thought it was, ah. uh, uh, I guess is kind of right. First law of thermodynamics for a closed thermodynamic system. Okay. I guess it is the first law of thermodynamics. I thought it was, it sounds pretty much the same. Um, but anyway, yes, uh, interesting, uh, perspective, I guess very much formed by that this guy was Soviet. Right. And, um, Thus, had a different view of um, commercialism, of course, and also of copyright. You know, the um, of course, I mean, in 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 Soviet Russia, I, I'm not an expert on this, and you know, if I'm wrong, Necros, please correct me. But um, I mean, they did have copyright in the Soviet Union, but because it was socialist, and you know, you know, everybody did things for the state, and the state, you know, it was all in the much more in the, like the public domain, right? Because there was no um, I mean, all the limitations we have attached to copyright now are because, you know, it's a capitalist system and it's always attached to making money. Um, whereas, you know, in in, the, in, in communism, of course, you, 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 it's not about making money. Um, of course, somebody has a copyright, but like if, if everybody works for the state, everything belongs to the state. But if everything belongs to the state, also belongs to all the people, you know, then everything belongs... To all of the people right i guess you can't i don't know if somebody um made a poster uh in i can do an image uh, in the soviet union and then uh somebody else went and copied it uh i guess you know if the rights of the state were violated they could probably like, sue you, but you couldn't go, like, uh, you know, charge them for you know, damages or whatever because you stole my picture that I'm making money off because you're not to, supposed to make money of that anyway. I think that it's a it's a interesting because it was probably um colored by by his view of that. Um, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking how like how how true is this, of course, making a copy. Well, it requires basically no expense. I guess, you know, it requires computing power and therefore there is an expense attached to that. But, like, I think he's right, right? And I think it's, like, that's that's the thing I also said about, you know, um, why I don't think podcasts can be all rights reserved because technically by you, you know, you... you you downloading the podcast is making a copy. And since if it's all right reserved and you need to ask me for permission beforehand or you need a license, you know, and that that's why you need license. That's why podcasts, I think, need to be under something like a Creative Commons license where you specifically uh, allow anybody to make a copy of it because otherwise they can't get it. Right? Um, and that's okay if you have a closed feed and people paying for it or whatever. I guess then, you know you, you, that that works. But like for a publicly available podcast, like I don't think that, yeah, I, I, it's probably legally possible. But I like logically, it, it couldn't be all rights reserved. It's kind of the same thing because you can't. You have to make a copy, and it's just like free to make a copy. And that's the thing with the NFTs, right? Everything like it's 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 idiotic to impose. A restriction on copying things or saying something like this is the original like if you have a digital object like this 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 one copy of it is the original there is no original right literally the moment you you, you use it you, you just display it on your computer it's copied probably from your hard drive your ssd to your ram Like it's a copy there right it gets copied all the time. Everything gets copied in the computer. The cop- computer doesn't do really. It does some math, right? The computer does some basic math, but like in the process of basic math, it copies stuff. It copies like numbers from from one part of the RAM to to other to the other. You know, it copies strings. It, it's, it's all just basically just copying. So it's idiotic to like impose these restrictions. So maybe we need a. Um, a neo-communist digital doctrine about this. This sounds dangerous. We no, we shouldn't pursue. That. This doesn't sound like. No, <laughs> I, I was thinking about this, and now I see like red flags waving and like war in the fl- in the future. Let's not, not talk about that. This was a horrible idea. Um, for, forget I, I said anything, please. Um, but we also learned from from Necros, so he he mentioned lickbass, and I was like, "What the fuck is that? I've never heard of that." So he explained it to me. Um, Nekros says in modern Russian, lickbass on something is basically the equivalent to something one hundred one, a short course, a book booklet, or a single lecture covering the most basic things uh, on on the topic. And I'm having problems reading this because I fucked up um, my layout here in the show and it's not something you will see by the time you get around i just fixed it um historically it was an educational program for peasants who were supposed to join the party uh be elected into local soviets and start governing their own koshos sh- kol- koshos kol- i hope i pronounce that at least bearably uh but we're almost illiterate, thus requiring a lot of rather complex contemporary topics of economy, communist ideology, management, techniques, and such to be explained to them in most simple terms. Yeah, that's a p- <laughs> yeah one of the big problems Stalinism had with like, oh, let's have the peasants and the workers govern everything. Turns out they are, haven't been educated before, so they're kind of really dumb. I mean, they're not dumb, they're just uneducated. So that's a bit of a problem. <laughs> um Single educational acts of set programs, single lectures, brochures, etc. inherited naturally the name Lickbass, hence the modern meaning. Okay, so Lickbass was originally the program, but then you had like the, you know, the little leaflet and that was also a Lickbass. Um, what you did in uh, episode 118 can be called somewhat ironically to a Lickbass on NFTs. Same goes for your earlier Bass episodes on blockchain, justice, science, etc. So, um, basically, Necros uh, suggested I should do an episode like this, like this Lickbass on copyright, and that would be very interesting. But something I need to prepare um, really carefully, I guess, because you know, I've, I've, I guess I know a lot about copyright, but it's like mostly just like from reading about it, writing about it for like probably de- decades now, I guess. 'cause I'm old. Um holy shit. I went to went to a Totenhosen concert last concert last night. Um they um celebrated their fortieth birthday and they're from Düsseldorf, so it was an amazing concert, really good uh, mood in the audience and everything was was really cool. But like that band's from nineteen eighty two as a German punk band. There's, there's two German punk bands, uh The Totenhosen and The Ärzte. And uh the Totenhosen are the better one. Um find me uh, <laughs> um, but like it's, uh, it's a bit of a shock that they're 40 years old i i feel old um but yeah so i have a lot of kind of experience but it's a very legal topic and i'm obviously not a lawyer so i, I need to be like prepare this but it's an interesting interesting idea and i kind of want to do it i just i'm just saying that because right now i have no idea when i when i could do something like this but it would be interesting and everybody learned what it, what what lickbass means which is pretty cool it's a handy word probably pronouncing this wrong wait why didn't i look this up probably looked this up There's a wikipedia entry uh with an example of a, of a picture um oh god we got ipa lick, lick beers. lick i don't, actually actually don't know that one um That one IPA character, the first one. Okay. What's that pronounced like? Wait, where is that even in the table? Holy crap. I'm learning lots of shit today. Um. Can't even find that in the guide table. Oh, is it that one? Uh, No, it's not. It looks weird. It's like a character I've never seen either. Okay. Um but I mean this is the example for Russian so it, it, it must be must be here in the table I'm just not seeing it uh, maybe it's a compound of two um, sorry for this this is amazing podcasting isn't it um, Live figuring out um, so it should, should be like L like so an L I guess Okay. so the I is just an I like a bit. Uh, leak. Leak. I guess. Hmm. Yeah, this table is not helpful, Wikipedia. You're not, you're not helping me. Um, leak BS. BS. For liquidatia bezgra... Bezgram, ooh not stick Liquidatia bis. Oh, oh it's actually, it said more IPA here. Liquidatia bisgram. Bisgrametsnesdi. Liquidatia bisgrametsnesdi, meaning elimination of illiteracy. All ah, right, yeah, liquidatia. That makes sense. Liquidatia. Leak base. Oh, so it's like, yeah, okay. Huh, cool. Anyway, we learned that today. Um. I should probably put a link to that in the show notes as well I we'll I will do that. You will see that private citizen dot press um and before I end the show, I would also like to thank everybody for the nice feedback, considering uh me announcing that i can't uh, i put put up on the forum put up a post that I can't really release episodes right now as I wanted to um and I you know mention my grandmother and there were many many nice sentiments um Said, you know, both towards my grandmother, who, who was an amazing person, and also to the fact that I couldn't release those episodes and people were like, Don't stress yourself, whatever. And, um, yeah, that's very, very much appreciated. Also, all the people who keep supporting the show, even though there weren't some episodes in a while, I do re- appreciate and, and recognize that. And, that. um, yeah, you have many thanks for that, um, generally, you don't have to. Bother, not bother like you don't have to worry that i will um um overwork myself okay, okay but not like that's really not the problem the problem is that i have other things to do that i need to sometimes prioritize and this was just a situation like that and it just like it just like pushed uh, pushed like preparing and and recording podcasts so far off my to-do list that it just fell off the cliff And I just couldn't do it for a while, and you know, coming going forward here, I won't be able to do it in a few weeks uh, for a few weeks because I'm just on the road and doing shit. I really can't, but I'll be back to it in August. And until then, there should be another episode uh, out very soon. And uh, until then, you know, write me some feedback, please. Um, I would uh, appreciate that very much as well. Um, On recent episodes, generally on things in general, topics you want me to cover, stuff like that, please. Go to private citizen. Yeah. Private citizen. After all the, the rush in the league base, I can I can't talk anymore. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, private citizen or press, and you'll find all the contact details there. <music> The only thing um, you uh, that's for me to, to, to leave you with is that, of course, if you want to support the show, you can become a patron, which is like a monthly recurring thing, um, which I completely understand if you don't do that right now because I'm actually not producing that many episodes. But I pre- appreciate everybody who's sticking with me on there and supporting the show and uh, making sure the show will come back um, if you rather would send one-off contributions producers at fab.industries producers at fab.industries works via PayPal and all the details and you know the value for value model that I produce this podcast under are on private citizens it's too much beer but I have I only had one beer tonight maybe another beer I don't know. maybe more beer private um, yeah and then only leaves me to thank all of these people who well, continues to support the show. And right now we have my special thanks because, you know, haven't been releasing episodes and you're still supporting the show. Um, I love you all. Thanks to George's, DFOs Rodane the Insane, Butterbeans, Michael Small, 1i11g. I always. Is that Lilk? <laughs> I have no idea. Jonathan, Jonathan M. Hitai, Michael Malm Jensen, Dave, Jaroslav Lichtblau, Jackie Pleisch, Philipp Klostermann, IKN, Sandman616, Bennett Piata, Vlad, Rizal, Avis, Joe Poser, Kaisiers, Dirk Didi, Fadi Mansur, David Potter, Mika, Cam, Mr. Ramish, Dave Amrish, Ricky M, RJ Tracy, Barry Williams, Jonathan, Rick Bragg, Captain Akat, Astro C, Robert Forster, Superuser D, No Reply, Krunkel and Florian Pigorsch. Thanks to all of you. And also thanks to my Twitch subscribers. I wasn't... This show uh, was not recorded live. Um, I just couldn't... The schedule was bad enough. But thanks to everybody who subscribed on Twitch. I haven't streamed in a long time, but I'll get back to it. And you're still supporting me either way, which is great. So thanks to Mike the Dane, JonathanMH.com, RedeemerF, Jonathan the Pork... No, Jonathan the Pork. <laughs> RedeemerF, Bacon the Pork... Jonathan4747, and Centurio Apertus. Thanks to all of you. Um, Thanks to your support. I've I've said now very often on the show how much it means to me, so I'm going to stop, and I'm going to just uh, thank ByteMark at ByteMark.co.uk, a British cloud hosting company who provides the service and the bandwidth for this podcast. And with them, I couldn't do the show. Without them, I couldn't do the show, so thanks to ByteMark. And with that, I'm going to play us out with a song. Um, of course, theme song for the show, "Acoustic Roots" by Ruul Cabazali. Um, but I'm going to play us out with a "Backseat Rider" by Lucas, Lupus Nocte. I can't. I need to stop podcasting now. I just I haven't done it in long enough. Like my brain doesn't work. I can't. I can't talk anymore. It's, that's it for the show. I'm go- no. I'm just joking. Um, see you soon. I hope. Here's a "Backseat Rider" by Lupus Nocte.